Hi, this is Eric, and you're listening to the Jumpman Podcast. That's right, Eric. There is no Chad, only Zool. By Zool, I mean me. Uh, sorry, dudes, we haven't done our regular podcast in a couple weeks, but I had to do this one. Even though Chad is in Philadelphia and he can't do it and he just finished MAGFest, you gotta do our special Jumpman Podcast episode of the Oscars. It's our tradition. The Oscars suck. I hate the Oscars. They're stupid. They're voted on by stupid people. And by stupid people, I mean self-important actors, producers, directors, blah, blah, blah. They always pick the dumbest movies. No one goes to those shitty movies. Like, occasionally there's one or two good movies. But actors and producers and directors, writers, they think they know better than regular people. So they got to pick shitty movies because, like, well, these are the really good artistic ones. These mean something. We don't like movies with explosions. So the Oscars suck. No one likes those. Now, then you've got, of course, now you go the opposite way. You've got the MTV Movie Awards where they actually let the people vote. But it's just dominated by 16-year-olds and they fucking vote for Twilight every year. So that shit doesn't count either. The real people, the 18 to 48-year-olds that like going to the movies, they don't, they're not represented with their own movie award show. And of course, that right here is filled in capably by the Jumpman Podcast, our Oscars. So... We do the same big categories, you know, soundtrack, supporting actress, supporting actor, special effects, animated movie, actor, actress, director, best movie. Although I'm adding a new category uh, this year, one that's been overlooked by the Oscars for decades. It needs to be in here. But I'm going to tell you the nominations for every category based on the movies that I saw in 2015. Okay, this is just calendar year 2015 for the Oscars. And uh, I'm going to tell you all the nominations, the good shit that, of course, wasn't nominated by the actual Oscars. And I'll give you my winners. All right. First up, we're adding a new category. The Oscars doesn't have best comedy. It's not fair. No comedy movie ever gets nominated. Come on, dudes. I mean, we understand that when you say, like, best best movie... You know, that's always going to be a dramatic movie. It's never going to be anything that's, like, funny. So, um, best comedy. And in this category, there's only one nomination. The winner is Fast and Furious 7. It was a light year for comedies. You know, Will Ferrell had Get Hard. That wasn't really that good. Um, Fast and Furious 7, dudes, I was laughing my ass off the entire movie. Well, not the entire movie. I wasn't laughing during the Paul Walker's Dead montage at the end. Um, you know, when they're like, it's been a long day without you, my friend. I mean, I wasn't laughing during that part. The whole rest of the movie was hilarious. Fast and Furious 7, they j- it just gets funnier. And by funnier, I mean like when they just do their ridiculous stunts and ridiculous premises. When there's a Lamborghini launching out of a skyscraper building and lands into another skyscraper building, but then launches out of that skyscraper building and lands into another skyscraper building, that's just hysterical, dude. I love it. Um, everything, everything that comes out of Vin Diesel's mouth about street fighting and family, I mean, dudes, and then, of course, The Rock just busting out of his arm cast. Oh, man, that shit is hilarious. I mean, I was, I was dying laughing in the movie theater to the point that other people were looking at me like, what the fuck is your problem? But, um, best comedy, Fast and Furious 7. All right, on to the actual categories that are recognized at the Oscars. We got to start off with best soundtrack, and again... There's only one nominee because there's only one soundtrack I will consider, and that would be Mad Max Fury Road, specifically the track containing Doof Warrior. 
for those of you who don't remember who he is, he's that dude that's hanging off the cables, playing the flamethrower guitar, just going ape shit with a huge wall of speakers behind him. Oh, Mad Max Fury Road. That was a good soundtrack. I like some of the other soundtracks. You know what? Star Wars? Um, maybe I got to listen to a little bit more. You know, like nothing really jumped out at me um, during Star Wars as iconic as the past. I mean, obviously, the original trilogy, every bit of music was amazing. And then even when the prequels started, Phantom Menace, you had those people singing in the background during the Darth Maul fight. The, Vola, Jalala. You know, that was that was some good shit. That was the best part of the movie. Um, so Star Wars, I don't know. Maybe I got to listen to it more, but the soundtrack didn't really jump out of me. I mean, John Williams, the composer, he's like 200 years old. He's like Yoda. So, I mean, you know, he's bound to slip a little bit, right? Um, best Supporting Actress category. Here we go. We've got Evangeline Lilly. She played Hope Van Dyne in Ant-Man. So, basically, she's going to be the Wasp in the next Ant-Man. Um you know, she was pretty cool. I enjoyed her character. Uh, I'm looking forward to seeing her as the Wasp. I think that was a good choice. You've got Rebel Wilson, who played Fat Amy in Pitch Perfect 2. I mean, Rebel Wilson, she's just funny. And her character, Fat Amy, is pretty hysterical. I mean, that movie was not a real movie, um, structure-wise. It was just a bunch of little uh, running gag skits. And, uh, you know, Fat Amy was hilarious. Sticking with Pitch Perfect 2, we've got Birgit Sorensen. I'm probably mispronouncing that. Um... She was in the uh, the German acapella group, Das Sound Machine, and she played Commissar, and she was the lead uh, villain in Das Sound Machine. And she was so good that by the end of the movie, I was rooting for them to win. I didn't want the Pitch Perfect Girls to win. I wanted Das Sound Machine to win. She was hysterical um, in that movie. Uh, every time she came and she, I mean, it's, it's just funny to me to watch someone be like evil and cocky about something as silly as acapella, and she was great. Um... And then the last uh, nomination for Best Supporting Actress, would this is a collective one, all the old women from Mad Max. You know, halfway through the movie when they find those old women, and then they help them in the fight and they jump on the car, watching those women get the, get the shit kicked out of them was hysterical. And I'm not saying that as like an anti-women thing. It was just funny. I don't, I don't know. Like, when a seven-year-old woman dressed in like desert clothes just gets punched out by those screaming lunatics... Uh, supporting um, oh, it was so good. I got like kind of choked on my M and M right there. So sorry about that. Um, we watching them get like thrown off the trucks or shot with an arrow or something like that, dudes. That was hilarious. Every time they got knocked off a car, I was just like, yes, more, bring in more old women to get punched out during Mad Max. Uh, I think like one of them survived, which is I was like, oh, when the when the chase scene ended, because I, I just wanted. They, I want like a 20-minute loop of just those old women getting punched out and knocked off the trucks. <laughs> um, but the winner of Best Supporting Actress is Brigitte Sorensen, Commissar from Pitch Perfect 2. She was awesome. I will watch anything she's in. In fact, like a week later, she was in an episode of Game of Thrones, and I was like, yes, Dasal Machine. Unfortunately, she got killed and zombified by little zombie children, but whatever. Uh, best Supporting Actor, Dudes. This is going to be tough. There's a lot of nominations, and I was going back and forth about this. you got to start off with Harrison Ford as Han Solo. Han Solo, the best supporting actor in Star Wars. Let's face it. I mean, that dude. you got to call him supporting actor because of his, avail- his screen time in it. But, I mean, Han Solo was the bomb. Yeah, I'm bringing bomb back. Uh, Han Solo was amazing in Star Wars. Um, you got Colin Firth, who played Galahad in Kingsman. 
Uh, you're going to hear Kingsman come up some more. Kingsman was such a fucking awesome movie. And Colin Firth was, he was awesome, dude. Like, he was really good. Um, uh, from Ant-Man, uh, Michael Pena. Pena or Pena? I think there's a little swish over the end. He played uh, Luis in Ant-Man. That dude was hysterical. He was so good as uh, Ant-Man's best friend. Um, I mean, that guy's good in everything. Let's face it. I mean, he he's probably going to win a real Oscar if he hasn't already. Um, but he was awesome in Ant-Man. Um, of course, The Rock in Fast and Furious 7. I mean, he can only be supporting actor because he wasn't in it enough. But, I mean, the, everything The Rock is in, should be he should be nominated for everything. Um, but Fast and Furious 7, man, when he takes that huge fucking, like, Gatling gun off the helicopter and shoots down the other the drone thing or whatever, man. I was like, yeah, that's so good. That's so good. I mean, he beats Jason Statham in the fight in the beginning of the movie. And that was a sweet-ass fight. But Jason Statham cheated. But, um, so, of course, The Rock is nominated. Uh, Pac-Man from the movie Pixels. Uh, Pac-Man was the best, um, the best actor or actress in the movie Pixels. Um, I'm not going to dump on Pixels too much with with Adam Sandler, because, obviously, that is the job of the Razzies. And, um, I'm not here just to hate on shitty movies, but Pac-Man, um, Pac-Man was kind of a dick in the movie Pixels, and, uh, I was feeling it. And the last nomination in Best Supporting Actor would... I'm just going to... I'm not even going to say the actor's name. I just have to say Little Brother in the movie Vacation. Everything that comes out of the Little Brother's mouth in Vacation when they go on the road trip is awesome. That dude is such a dick. I loved it. In fact, I just put a clip uh, yesterday um, of all of his scenes. I found out on YouTube all of his scenes were, were put together for like a three-minute uh, video um on youtube and i posted on our facebook page jumpman podcast facebook.com slash jumpman podcast um so i mean how do you pick out of all that amazingness at the end i gotta give it to han solo sorry i mean han solo was just fucking awesome in star wars so um best supporting actor it's gotta be uh next up we've got special effects this is a tough one too um, my first nomination would be the character of Gazelle. That's played by Sophia Batella um, in the movie Kingsman. She was the villain's henchman. She had the bladed prosthetic legs. The special effects were so good. I mean, now when I say bladed prosthetic legs, there's those kinds you can run on. They're kind of like L-shaped and springy. You see like the, the amputee sprinters do it, but she, but there was a, a blade in the bottom of it. So like in the beginning of the movie, she cut a dude in half straight down from the head to the dick. Um, so I, I honestly, maybe I'm just an idiot, but like I'm watching this movie and I'm honestly, the special effects were so good. I was like, Oh, did they, did they really get an actress with double amputee legs? <laughs> and, uh, you know, they just put like fake knives on the bottom of it. I honestly thought the, the prosthetic legs were real. That's how good the special effects were. And so afterwards I, you know, fucking Googled it and, uh, no, she's like a super awesome like dancer and stuff. So, but I mean, it was perfect. Flawless. Um, next nomination, all of Mad Max. <laughs> Basically, explosions, people on poles, swinging by, cars flipping over seven or eight times, and then a ninth time just for an extra flip. Um, it was like done perfectly. The special effects, and I mean, obviously, people made a big deal because they're mostly natural special effects. I mean, they were so good. Michael Bay should have had a tear in his eye. I mean, like, fuck. This guy just outdid what I'm, like, famous for. Um, in the movie Ant-Man, I mean, 
the shrinking special effects were amazing. I mean, none so better than the train fight when they fought on Thomas in the kid's bedroom. But, I mean, you know, it's been a long time since we've had, you know, a shrinky movie. You know, like, uh, Honey, I Shrunk the Kids and stuff. And it was awesome. There was great uh, shrink. And every, every time he shrunk down, like, the effects were pretty good. Um, and then the last nomination for Best Special Effects would be in the movie Vacation. We had Chris, Hem- Chris Hemworth's Giant Penis. Um, Chris Hemworth, he had, every time he was in the movie, he was wearing, like, uh, like shorts or something, and they just gave him, like, this huge, like, 15-inch dong. That's <laughs> just, like, sticking out of his shorts, basically. Um, so, uh, you know, that was pretty awesome special effects. Uh, Chris Hemsworth's giant penis. All that Chris Hemsworth, obviously, is Thor. Um, so I'm sure he had a great a great time playing that movie. Can you imagine if you get called in and you're like, oh, yeah, we, we got this role for you. All right, what's the role? All right, we're going to give you a huge song. And then you're just going to be in the movie and people are going to stare at it. I mean, sign me up for that. I'm like, yes, yes. Because then for the rest of his life, he can be like, yo, yo, that was real. No, there was nothing special about that effect. <laughs> that was just Randy. <laughs> That's what I call him. Um, but special effects, I mean, eh. This is a tough one. Uh, I gotta go with Ant Man. I, I mean, I could really pick Mad Max or Gazelle from Kingsman, but I gotta go with Ant Man because there was a ton of uh, shrinky special effects and nothing ever jumped out of me as stupid. So, gotta go Ant Man. Um, next up, we have Best Animated Movie. Uh, no, I will not be nominating Inside Out because that was a fucking bummer of a movie. So, fuck you. Uh, Inside Out. Um, the best uh, animated movie nominations go to Dragon Ball Z, Return of F, Standing for Frieza. Finally, a good Dragon Ball Z movie. It only took you like 20 tries. Um, also, Batman vs. Robin, DC animated. You just can't ever go wrong. Um, this one was a little bit weaker than some of the other ones years past, but I mean, we're splitting hairs here. It was still fucking awesome. Uh, Minions, Minions was a good half of a movie, um, I'll still nominate it just because they, uh, helped with the bank heist in the beginning, and they accidentally killed Dracula, and the final nomination is the, um, it's a YouTube video of just Disney's, Disney princesses with their heads exploding, (laughs) it's fucking awesome, this is Disney princesses, and they're just like, crudely their heads just blow off it's awesome it's only like three minutes long dudes um i'll post this on her when the link is on our facebook page facebook.com slash jumpman podcast but it's just <laughs> it's just like fucking ariel the little mermaid and she's singing in her face just like <laughs> cinderella's is probably the best one i'm so sorry i could watch it a zillion times it's just that simple it's just disney princess's head exploding and obviously, the way I'm talking about it, the winner of Best Animated Movie goes to Disney Princess's Exploding Heads. <laughs> We're going to count it. It's three minutes on YouTube, and it's copyrighted. I don't care. That's the winner. That's the Best Animated Movie. Now, I don't even think it came out last year, but I saw it last year. So it fucking counts. This is my category. It's my show. All right. Now we're into the final four categories. The heavy hitters. The big ones. The ones that count the most on Oscar night. We got... Best Actor. All right. Nominations are Adam Driver as Kylo Ren in Star Wars. Dudes, Kylo Ren, he was good. I mean, he kind of took me by surprise the first time I saw Star Wars. By the way, I saw it three times. Um, You know, I was a little, um, I wasn't sure 
that that that's the way they were going. But I liked it. You know, I liked that we, instead of the a good guy conflicted by the dark side, I liked that we had a guy in the dark side conflicted by the light side. I thought he did pretty good. I, I'm sure some people wouldn't agree with me, but I really liked um, Adam Driver. I liked what he brought to the table as Kylo Ren. It was cool, man. And every time I saw Star Wars, I liked him even more. So, also nominated Samuel L. Jackson in Kingsman as the bad guy, Richmond Valentine. If you've seen Kingsman, you instantly are nodding your head as you're listening to this podcast being like, dude, fucking Sam Jackson was so good. Like, Sam Jackson was kind of becoming like a one-note guy. You know, the guy that just kind of fucking yells at the camera and says the F-bomb a ton. Which, hey, that's awesome. That's great. That's all you need from Sam Jackson. But you got to see him as the bad guy, Richard Valentine and Kingsman. I mean, it's so good. It's You're scratching your head in the beginning. Like, what the fuck? He's like fucking talking like Mike Tyson. Like this weird... Uh, voice and stuff i'm telling you it's so good and the final nomination would be paul rudd and ant-man i mean come on he made ant-man good like ant-man you needed paul rudd in that movie Uh, who else would you get to pull it off in that i mean he was great at it but the winner of best actor it's gotta be sam jackson it's gotta be dude he was so good go watch i gotta i gotta go fucking buy kingsman right now and go buy it and watch it all right the category of best actress. This is a tough one. Again. All right. Nominations are Daisy Ridley from Star Wars playing Rey. I mean, come on. Raise your hand. Rey was fucking awesome. Like, she was so good in that movie. Like, that was an awesome character. I can't wait for Luke Skywalker to train her. I hope she's a badass Jedi. I hope she just kills everyone in Star Wars. Like, she's so good. There was nothing stupid about her. It was cool. And I'm glad they didn't make her like wishy-washy and, and give her like a mega love interest or anything dumb like that. She was just awesome, dude. Um, uh, next up, the next nominee is Britt Robertson from Tomorrowland. She played the lead character, Casey. Um, not a lot of people saw or liked uh, Tomorrowland, but she was awesome in Tomorrowland. She carried that movie. Sorry, George Clooney. You didn't carry that movie. It was Britt Robertson. She was great. I thought that she was a, a great character and funny, but good good chops during throughout the movie and stuff. So, you know, Tomorrowland kind of missed in the third act, but it wasn't her fault. So, and our last nominee is Charlize Theron from Mad Max. She was Imperator Furiosa. What can you even say? I mean, I didn't even think about this until right now, but I mean, it's called Mad Max Fury Road. She's Furiosa. So, for anyone that complained, we're like, well, Max, a.k.a. Tom Hardy, wasn't the main character. Dude, the fucking title is basically telling you that Charlize Theron is the main character. And I ain't got no problem with that, because she was awesome. I mean, Charlize Theron, let's face it, she is a good actress already. She's won an actual Oscar. Um, She was great. Loved her. Thought she was awesome. So, hopefully she's in the next one, too. But, it's controversial. Winner of Best Actress. Gotta give it to Britt Robertson. I'm sure no one else would agree with me because they probably didn't like Tomorrowland, but I'm sorry, man. She was awesome. She was great. And I'm looking forward to seeing what she is in in the future. Now, our last two categories are Best Director and Best Movie. And I've said this before. They kind of go hand in hand. Like, if you give something, if you nominate someone for Best Movie, but you don't nominate them for Best Director, it's like, well, what the fuck is your problem? How do you think it became the best movie? Because it had a good director. You can't nominate the best movie without nominating the best director. So, all the movies that I've nominated for Best Movie are also the best director. And it comes down to three. Kingsman, Star Wars, and Mad Max. And those directors are George Miller for Mad Max, 
J.J. Abrams for Star Wars, and Matthew Vaughn for Kingsman. And this is really splitting hairs. For directors, I mean, George Miller, Mad Max, it was so good. I mean, dudes, look at Mad Max and look at Terminator, okay? Now, both of them are proud franchises that peaked in the 80s, or first came out in the 80s, either or. And here they are being brought back almost 30 years later or 25 years later, and Terminator failed. It sucked. It took a beloved franchise and blew it. And let's face it, Mad Max, I mean, the director's like 70 years old, you know? It's like, he's now famous for doing, like, animated movies, and he fucking directed The Babe, the pig movie. I mean, dude crushed it. Crushed it. It was so good. So, you know, it's too bad Terminator didn't hire him. Anyways, I don't want to dish on Terminator, but uh, other nominee for Best Director, J.J. Abrams, for not fucking up Star Wars. <laughs> that deserves its own category. Thank you, J.J. Abrams. Here's a special award for not fucking up Star Wars. Just to do that with all the pressure is pretty awesome. And then Matthew Vaughn for Kingsman. What a sleeper hit, dudes. What a sleeper hit. He did a perfect spy movie. He took the seriousness of James Bond and Bourne and the Bourne movies and just kind of like, you know what? Let's have some fun, but still be fucking kick-ass cool. With sex jokes. So, I don't even think I can look at Bond movies or Bourne movies ever again. It's just Kingsman was so good. I'm looking forward to the sequel. So, good job, Matthew Vaughn. We're splitting hairs here, guys. Any three of those could win. It could be, should deserve to win, but I got to give it to George Miller. In which, he might actually, by the time you listen to this podcast, he may have actually won Best Director. Because I think he was nominated for the actual Oscar. So, feel a little weird. Kind of co-opting there. But, you know, he deserved it. And finally, best movie. Again, you can't, these go hand in hand. So the best movie cat nominations are Kingsman, fucking action and comedy. So good. Star Wars. We'll get back to that one. Mad Max. Obviously, I've pretty much said anything I had to say about Mad Max. Sorry, dudes. I don't even want to talk about it. The best winner is Star Wars. You may say, oh, that wasn't the best movie, but I'm sorry, dude. What other movie did I see three times in the theater? Star Wars was great. Abrams didn't fuck it up. Yeah, there was a couple points here and there where we were like, eh, I wish they had put a little more time and attention to explaining before they blew up um, before they blew up the, the Republic. You know, was, I was a little confused a little bit here and there, but come on, dudes, it was Star Wars. How amped were you? It, it was awesome. And it probably shouldn't have been. You know, like Star Wars could have been fucked up. You know, everyone's got their expectations hyped. All the people that watch it when they're kids want it to be a certain thing. The fact that it came out and not only wasn't bad, but was good. Woo! Sorry, dudes. Best movie, Star Wars. If you got a problem, suck it. Um, so that is our Jumpman Podcast Oscars. Sorry Chad wasn't here to uh, react to my amazing nominations and choices. Please debate me. Jump on Facebook.com slash Jumpman Podcast. Tell me what your winners for those categories were. Tell me uh, who you thought should have won special effects, best actor, best actress, or tell me what an idiot I am for my choices. It's all good, because I'm smarter than you. I'm better, and I know more about movies. Um, so uh, you can listen to us on, well, who gives a shit? If you're listening to this now, you know where you're listening to us from, so I clearly don't have to tell you. All right, peace. See you next week.